Hey guys, welcome to the Homefront Podcast. I'm your host, Tori McQueen. I'm a realtor, an entrepreneur, a mom of four, and a bold dreamer, always on a mission to turn nothing into something. Have you ever wondered how all these other entrepreneurs do it all? Can they actually have a successful and thriving business while also having a happy home life? Here, we dig into the real stories from entrepreneurs on how to run a biz and a home life, how to scale and grow, and how to manage parenting and relationships without sacrificing your home life or happiness. After all, isn't that what matters most? Let's get to it. All righty, here we are with Berkeley Sweet Apple. Um, I'm so excited to have her here today because I've kind of been watching her and she is a lawyer, she's a mom, um, and she helps female coaches and experts protect their business from expenses and legal mistakes um, in contracts and all that sort of jazz. And I think it's something that we could all use. And I think we all kind of take advantage of the fact that you know, we're invincible and we don't need any of that stuff, but I'm sure she's here to prove us otherwise. Um, but that being said, I'll let her dive in. She um, has her own story that I'd like to dive into um, and also some things that she can share that I think will benefit all of us. So Berkeley, you want to introduce yourself and let us let us sure. hear your story. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me on. Um, this is very exciting. And you know, I don't blame um, other female business owners for sort of ignoring the legal part because I think I come from a unique background where I was forced to deal with it. So I, um, for the last seven years, my focus has been in litigation, which that's sort of like the TV persona of a lawyer that you see of like going into court and arguing and having trials. Um, and so that's, that's what I was doing. And I got into it. Um, you know, I went to college at Wake Forest. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, my dad was a lawyer and he loves his job. Like he loves litigation. He loves helping people and going to court and having that like fight. Um, and I just saw that he loved it and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to law school. Um, and joined his firm shortly after, maybe a year after graduating, and just found myself in the litigation bubble of the law. And it was pretty clear from the start that this was not for me. Um, I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not really a fighter. Like I don't get joy out of out of winning, winning a like battle. That. Yeah, where one person loses, you know. Um, I, I and- feel you on that. Yeah, it's just, and some people are born for it, you know, like my dad, and some people are just like, you know, we stay up at night because we're anxious because our clients are fighting and they're unhappy. And it's a very stressful practice, which most litigators will tell you. Um, So that's sort of how I landed in litigation. And what you see in litigation is what happens when people ignore the legal stuff. So it's when people don't have contracts in place um, or they do, you know, a bunch of other things that get you in legal trouble. And so for the last seven years, I've seen what happens when you don't do these things, like when you don't have contracts with your clients um, and when you don't do like basic things to legally protect yourself. And so right out of law school, I knew that this career path was not, this was not my calling in life. Um and so I started a legal lifestyle blog, like okay. on the side. Mm-hmm. So I talked about um, 
like recipes and fashion, which like looking back is a joke because I'm like not <laughs> I'm not a fashion expert. I'm not a lifestyle expert. Um, and what I think I really wanted was like that lifestyle, you know, of just like of having the time to do the things you love um, while running a business. And so yes, exactly, which I think is what all of these women, you know, what all of us want is like, we don't want to be tied to a career that we don't love. We don't want to work for someone else. Um, we want the freedom in our lives to be with our kids and, or bake, you know, even if we're not the best baker, you know, even if we're not the best dresser, like we want, we want time to focus on ourselves and focus on our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is, which is exactly why I, created this podcast is to kind of share that message that we all have our, you know, superpower. So they cliche call it right. We all have something worth of value that we like to strive in, but we don't want to sacrifice our freedoms with our family, with our kids, with our other, you know, wannabe fashionista lifestyle bloggers. I mean, we kind of want to do it all, you know, we don't want to be pigeonholed, but yeah. yeah, that's funny. So you started out with the blogging with fashion right. and cooking. And I tried to tie in legal stuff, you know, like the law in your everyday life. So like the legal implications of joining bank accounts with your spouse or, um, you know, just, just things that come up in the news. Like I wanted to be a resource for women who had just like an interest in how the law affects them. And I made all of these friends like in the online space while I was trying to monetize my blog. So I ended up in these like coaching courses um, with women who were starting online businesses. And I just happened to be like one of the only lawyers in these groups. And everyone came to me with legal problems um, having to do with their online businesses. So as sort of a hobby... I got interested in like the legalities. Which everyone needs you in their corner. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's fun because, you know, all of these girls like end up becoming friends. Like I'm friends with all of my clients because we have similar interests, you know, Um, we're in similar stages of life. Whereas in my litigation career, like I represent like 60 year old male developers, you know, and it's just different. It's a different. Um, it's a different bond. I get that because I work with sixty-year-old developers and planner, city planners, and everything mm-hmm. in real estate that I do. So I totally can relate to that. Yeah. So a lot of my work's real estate litigation. Um, okay. That's sort of like that's sort of the crowd, you know. And it's a much like the crowd is just more fun here in the online business space with like women who are trying to do the same thing I'm doing, who I have like a lot in common with. So, so yeah, that's sort of how I got on this path and ended up launching my business, which I launched in January, which is like contract templates. So if you don't want to go out and hire a lawyer for like custom legal work, Mm -hmm. I have custom, I mean, I have um, contract templates that I sell. And then I also now do like I have my own law firm doing legal services for one-on-one legal work with female business owners. That's awesome. And we're going to dive more into the specifics of that because I want to kind of unpack like exactly what that entails. Because I think all of us as business owners, 
you know, we understand, yeah, 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 contracts, yeah, 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 legalese, like we need to have something in place, but to actually hear examples maybe of where we could easily have something that's preventable in place um, before we hit any of those hiccups that typically come our way, you know, so that way we're not knocking on your door panicking when the time comes, it's something that can be completely preventative. So um, we are going to dig into that. But first, let's dig into some of the good stuff. Like I want to hear, you know, all the women that I chat with, you know, all these female entrepreneurs specifically, I know there's some dads out there that deal with this too, but mostly some females. I mean, I don't know if people look at you like, how the heck do you do it all? Like, what are you doing? Like you have your kids, you have your family life or your uh, social life. And here you are building a business. And I don't know about you, but it does get, I don't want to say lonely, but it is a certain mindset that it takes to be able to decide to take that crazy path. And I think just like you said, having those women to relate to on a client level, they also are entrepreneurs. So they kind of get you in that space. Mm -hmm. But um, what I'm getting at is I want to hear your story of, you know, we kind of got your career path, but what does it look like with you? Like how old is your kiddo? And like, what does that look like for you as far as the age that they are now and and that sort of jam? So I have a five-year-old son. Um, His name is Trip. He's a firecracker. Um, (laughs) And it is it is a crazy path um, in a way I think to like start your own business and have like a lot more responsibility um, and worries that don't come with like a traditional career path um, with like a guaranteed salary and set hours. But it's also it allows me to have the flexibility of um, just being there when I want to be there, you know, and and picking him up from school. Um, and sort of arranging my schedule in a way that lets me be there for him. Um, that being said, I think, I think there's this like false narrative out there about work-life balance. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think that's something we all strive for and we all want to have, you know, the clean home and, and the successful I love how you started career. with clean home. <laughs> it's on my list today. <laughs> I'm like, how do I always have dirty dishes? Like, how is this? When are they just going to be clean and stay clean? <laughs> right. And then you get someone to do it. But then each time, like, I don't know. It's such a simple they get thing. Dirty but... again. Yeah. yeah. So, um. So yeah, I you know, I I try to have work-life balance and kind of work around his schedule so that I can pick him up from school at least a few days of the week, but um I've kind of given up this notion which I really was like grasping for, I think in my like late 20s, which is like I have to have perfect work-life balance. Like it's all going to be good all the time and like it's not like yesterday, I killed it at work. I had a mediation. I settled my case. My clients were so happy. I got all of my content back to my social media manager. I crossed off like 10 things off of my to-do list. And it was 3.30. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got everything done. 
And then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 3.30. I forgot to pick up my son at 2.20. Oh my like, gosh. <laughs> I, I forgot my child at school. <laughs> and I, I knew I, I, knew I wasn't for after school, school care. <laughs> Thank goodness. And they didn't even call me. They just put him right in. But I had forgotten to have my mom get him or ask her to pick him up, you know, and like things are going to fall through the cracks. So like, I just want to put that out there that like, (laughs) but it is so relatable. I mean that, okay. I didn't, I didn't do that to like, okay. So that happened to me one time, but I was doing something and my husband was coming home from work and I was like, Oh, he's just going to get him after work. And we're pretty good at communicating things, but you know, I had, I have four children. So I had two of them at home napping while I was getting work done. And then he's come strolling in, you know, and I was like, oh, ha ha. Like they're hiding in the back seat. Right. And I was like, oh, ha ha. You got the boys, right? And he goes, no. And I'm like, ha ha ha. Like they're there. And he goes, no, I didn't get the boys. I thought you were getting the boys. And I was like, like I, I totally like was killing it today. Like I totally, like my other two napped, I got so much done and totally didn't tell my husband to swing by on the way home and grab them. Right. <laughs> it does happen. And you know what? Like, you know, my husband tells me this all the time. Like you can sit and dwell and feel bad for yourself or you can just laugh about it and move on to the next. Right. Right. And I got him at 410 and he, he didn't even know the difference and he was fine. But I, I think sometimes we have a tendency to like beat ourselves up over over the things that we don't do and we don't focus on, you know, the things that we do do. But. Yes. And I think that's huge. I think for for us judging ourselves, you know, we already I feel like it's already human nature to judge ourselves more than others and be harder on ourselves, um especially as entrepreneurs trying to balance and trying to do it all. Um but I do have to agree with you. I mean, the balance thing, and you're starting to hear it more. They're like, oh, work-life balance, work-life integration, like whatever the word is. I mean, we're all trying to juggle everything. And regardless if you have, if you're an entrepreneur or a nine-to-fiver or you work nights as a nurse, you know, us as women have to do that anyways, right? We're always juggling anyways. It's just that we try to do the best in all the spots at all the times. And I think, you know, we should really embrace the fact that, hey, you did kill it for those hours of work and you got in the zone and you dug in and then now you can actually turn your switch off and like, yeah, you picked up your son late, but at least you you got all your other stuff done and you won't feel pulled in that direction when you are with your son. Yeah. And there are some days where like I'm a hands-on mom and I don't do eight hours of work, you know, and I don't get back to every, I don't get to every task on my to-do list, you know, and that's okay too. Well, and I think that's the uniqueness of entrepreneurship, right? Um, I have my best friend, she's a nurse and she's in her like pretty much nine to five. And she's like, Tori, I feel like you're working so hard to have this freedom, but you're like, tied to all these things that you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do that to myself. Right. (laughs) But I totally get it from her perspective. She can just go in, clock in, clock out. But I think I just see it totally different because I feel like I have the freedom to say yes to the things I want to go to or show up to 
um, i.e. picking up children, going to sports games, um, going to work or not, or outsourcing th certain things with work as we grow, um, I can say I have a choice to say yes or no. But I think oftentimes when you get through a, a stage of growth, and I don't know where you're at, I'd like to hear where you're at in that, because as you get through to a certain stage of growth, it starts becoming more work to get kind of through that before it eases up a little bit. Are you experiencing that at all? Yeah. So I'm sort of in the, I'm in the beginning stage, but I have chosen to outsource like the things that I'm not good at. Bingo. Um, yeah. <laughs> I heard you say social media manager. So I want to hear about yeah. that. So if you look on my Instagram, you'll see all of these like really pretty graphics. <laughs> like why you need a website <laughs> to produce. Why you need a privacy policy. So I come up with the content because I know why you need a, like a privacy policy. Um, but I have a Google Doc that I write everything in. So like one, two, three, four, five, like I'll write her, you know, 12 things and she will put them in Canva and send me these really pretty graphics. And I didn't start that way. I started doing it myself. And I just realized that it took me three hours to make one graphic in Canva. Yep. Um, and in that three hours, I could have billed $1,000 of legal work. Exactly. And my time is better spent doing legal work than making these graphics, which for her take 10 minutes, but because I'm just not skilled <laughs> in Canva or in, you know, graphic design, I'm like, I'm sure I'm you're somewhat skilled, but, but it's not your thing. It's, it's not, not your my thing. Thing. It just it takes you that much longer. It is not in my zone of genius. So it, and so I don't do it. And and it's I've man I've been outsourcing um you know all of those things that like like for instance Facebook ads actually interest me. So like I had somebody doing it and now I don't because I learned how to do it and I actually like playing with the audiences and I can you know I can do it on a basic level. So I don't outsource mm -hmm. that at the moment. Um but other things I do just so I can have time to do um, to do legal work. And right now I can afford to do that because I'm I have enough clients, you know, but if I in the beginning when I didn't have that, I, I was having to do it all on my own. Mm -hmm. So how many people do you have in your corner that you outsource? Um, are we talking work or are we talking life? Work and life. Well, let's okay. <laughs> let's do work for now. Okay, so I have a paralegal who does paralegal tasks like filings, engagement agreements, things like that, like more administrative legal things. Um, so that's for my law practice, and then for my business, which is like the template business, I have my social media manager. I have um, somebody who like works on sort of the back end of my funnels, like sales funnels. Okay. Um, so sometimes I have ads directed towards like sales funnels, which is different than my website. So she helps with all of the connections, like setting up email, email funnels to those sales funnels, things like that, that would drive me crazy. Um, so yes. very, she's like techie. 
she, she basically does tech. Perfect. So, and then I have a great girl who does more like graphics. So if you ever need like, um, so I had my website done by, by a designer, but I kind of needed just like tweaks to it. So I had this girl, her name's Alina. She's amazing. She went in and did sort of like the back end graphics for me for that. And like minor web design stuff. Um, who else? And how did you find all these people? So I found, um, my social media manager, I found through the girl who did my website. I found, um, Alina who does like sort of the tweaks and stuff through a marketing girl who I met through Instagram. I think she found me through my ads. And so we connected and then I had like a marketing day with her. She put me in touch with her, like do it all girl, Alina. Uh (laughs) Um, <laughs> and then that's how I we all like, communicate. I mean, we all are like, who do you have? Who do you have? Like, yeah, what are it's we doing? Exactly. Like, people, somebody I see doing something like really well. Like, I have a friend who's a coach who has like 25,000 followers, really successful, like sales funnel ads. Like, I just went to her and I was like, hey, who do you use for? And this is like, I started with her Facebook ads person. Who do you use for Facebook ads? Who does the back end of your sales funnel? Who designs your sales funnel? Like, who do you use? And, you know, you just kind of get their people. And most of the time, they're happy to share that. Um, yeah. And so, Which is so great yeah. about this community of it women is. that are kind of in it together, but also want to help each other. We're not all trying to compete. We all literally just want to figure it out and to have a good life. Exactly. Exactly. And I, and I found that like 99 out of 100 women are like that. You know, we're like girls, girls, like we want to see each other succeed. We want to help. It's there's not a competition. And I love that. Like that's, that's sort of a place that's where I come from. So it's nice to see that, that it's like very common. Right. Awesome. Well, and so what would you say would be like the number one trick, which I think I already know it because it sounds like you kind of got this down, but what would you say the number one tip or trick is for females that are trying to both be a mom, be present with your kids, but also not just run your business, but like scale it to the next level as you continue to grow? Um, so I think help having some kind of like evergreen digital product helps. Mm -hmm. So like, it's really nice on days where my legal work is slower. Like say I have a dip in client work to see like template sales like see those sales come in, you know, where I, I haven't done really any manual labor to get income, but they're still coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's, and you can scale that, like it's a digital product. It's not like you have to create more things like physical Mm -hmm. products. It just kind of, you can sell like to infinity. There's no inventory Um, issues. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, that's at least my plan in terms of how I want to scale in revenue. Like there's only, there's a cap to how many hours I want to work. Correct. You know, so tell me more about that cap. How many hours do you want to work realistically? Because, and I tell you what, I, I mean, I've, been in real estate for like six years now before that I was corporate sales. Um, you know, and it, I'm always about being productive, right? Because 
I want to be rewarded for my productivity, not necessarily the hours that I put in, right? Um, if I can work smarter, not harder, you know, all that sorts of things, you know, that's what I wanted my pay scale to reflect. So I would go to these mastermind meetings and everyone's doing these lofty goals, but I remember mine would always be so different, right? And people were like, oh, I never heard of that before. But I'd say, oh, I want to hit this in 25 hours a week. That's it. Mm -hmm. I need to I need to maximize that. But I noticed that not very many people looked at that as like, I don't know. I don't know what people looked at it like, but people looked at me odd. Like, oh, really? You want to work 25 hours a week? And I'm like, uh, yeah. Like I got a life to live. I got these kids to raise, like places right. to be. I need to condense it down. And that was really my goal. So it's interesting to hear you say that. And I'm, I'm curious, like when you say hours per week, what you I would I would say probably 25 to 30. Um, mm -hmm. I'm really happy with my schedule now. I think I work like a little bit more now than I would like to work. Um, in my ideal world, I would... I enjoy getting up early and getting either like a workout in or an hour of work before my son wakes up. Mm -hmm. So my ideal schedule is like wake up, work from 5.30 to 6.30, um, get him to school, work from like 8.30 to 12.30, go to the gym um, during lunch, and in an ideal world, pick up my son at 2.20. <laughs> Um, remember Some days a couple hours later, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that cracks me up. And then I do, you know, a couple hours of work at night. And I think that's where I'd rather not like, I'd rather, I'd rather have it be like an hour in the morning, um, four hours in the middle of the day, maybe an hour after the gym and then not do that night session that I do now after I put him to bed, because by eight o'clock when I get him in bed, I'm exhausted. And I'm like, do I really want to write a demand letter right now? No, I don't like, yes, yes. And I find myself kind of in that same schedule, right? Cause I have little ones that nap sometimes and I kind of batch things when I can, but I still have to physically in real estate, I have to physically be present for people. Um, and that can be in this market, on a drop of a dime, like, Hey, you got to be here and show this because the house is going to be gone. And there's only one of its kind. And if you're not there, clients miss out. So that has kind of been, um, something that I have to allot certain amount of hours to. And if I get too heavy, I have to give clients to some of my, my agents. I have four agents, so I can do that. But that nighttime grind, I think is something that mm -hmm. all of us entrepreneurs experience because there are days where, not only are we working in our business, we also have to work on our business, which is right. two separate things, right? So we still have to be there for clients, but then we have to be there to get a bird's eye view of our business and make decisions there and work on the scaling part of it, which I think right. is kind of where, you know, that nighttime work comes in too. Absolutely. Yeah. I spend most of my day in my business. And then the morning and the night is sort of like that fun on my business time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, and where do you see yourself in the next like three years? Where do you want to go? You kind of mentioned it already, 
you kind of want to continue to scale with digital content, I think, and products. Yeah. Go ahead. I would, and I would like to scale um, the digital products. Definitely. Um, I'm working on like a course. I'd like to come out with like an online course, basically just like a legal 101 for people starting their online businesses um, and just have it be like a little bit more intensive than just like a contract template. Um, I also like, I, when I started my business, I'm like, okay, this is great. I'm going to get sales, like digital products. I don't have to work as much. It turns out I actually love the working part. So like I've started to do more of that um, unexpectedly because I just feel unfulfilled when it's purely sales and I have no human interaction. Like there's something indescribable and like irreplaceable about working one-on-one with someone, taking their problems like into your hands and being like, okay, I can fix this, fixing it. And then having that person be like, oh my God, like I feel so much better. You know, you just don't get the same satisfaction from a sale. Yes. And I totally agree with that. And I think that's why I enjoy real estate so much is because the, the, the transaction is so personal, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And not only that, but when I help agents, I mean, that's very personal. It's scaling their businesses. Um, So I get that. And I don't, and I think that's something in, in the digital world that we live in. I think that that's something that makes a big difference. Yeah. So I'd like to film it. Right. So I'd like to scale the law firm part of my business as well and just reach more clients. Yep. Um, Okay, so let's touch a little bit on mom guilt. (laughs) Share your story with that. I'm just going to leave it open like that because everybody has different words to describe mom guilt or how they've experienced it. And I think oftentimes when we compare with other women, we think they must not have it or it has to be all one way or all not the other way or or whatnot. And I just want to normalize motherhood and entrepreneurship and what we go through and that you're not alone. So I just want to hear how you feel about mom guilt or if you are completely like, I don't feel guilty about anything whatsoever anymore and I'm good to go. And if so, we want to hear your secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So when I forgot to pick up my child from school yesterday, I definitely had that feeling of like, Am I forgetting like the most important and most important part of my life? Like how how did I let the most important thing slip? You know, um, so it's definitely something I struggle with, um, and you know I try not to be too hard on myself because most of the time, um, if I can't get to him by like two o'clock or four o'clock and he has to stay with someone he's staying with like my parents or Mm -hmm. his babysitter who is my babysitter who he loves um so I try to just like reassure myself you know that he's in good hands and like kids don't love parents less who work (laughs) um but it's definitely like a narrative in my head um for sure and you know, I'm, I'm divorced. So when my son was one, I got divorced. So I also have like the added guilt of like the two separate homes guilt where Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
is he is he happy is he and he has a great dad and like a great home with his dad so again i just sort of reassure myself like no this he has now like two sets of loving parents and grandparents um and yes. more love in his life but it definitely like i think everybody has those like you know thoughts where they're like i've messed this kid up because i'm divorced or i'm not home or i work too much you know and we just have to do our best to like see those thoughts as not being truthful and you know replace them with with more positive thoughts <laughs> well and i i do like how you mentioned the positive thoughts like oh my son has two great sets of parents now or more love to share with the other side and has a safe place to go and honestly i feel like the only thing kids can feel is is stress right? Mm -hmm. Or if you're not being present when you're there, you know, so you killing it yesterday and forgetting him, as long as you go pick him up with a positive attitude and, and happy with yourself for like slaying your business day, then I think he can feel that and will just be happy to see you regardless what time. And they, they're so resilient in that. You know, right. so that if you just can shake that off and then show up with a positive attitude and experience, they feel that and that will carry way more than the time, you know, they, they have no recollection of time. So like they have no idea, but they will feel how you feel. So I, totally I do feel like that. when we are guilty, they can feel that our brain isn't there or that we're mm -hmm. unhappy about something and that's all they feel. Whereas if we can just be happy with what we did that day and proud of ourselves, then it will reflect in their experience with us when we're present, if that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And I think that they, their actions like reflect our emotions um, you know, I don't know about your kids, but like if I'm stressed or I'm feeling like I wasn't a good mom that day and I didn't do everything I needed to do and I'm really negative, um, he like is really sensitive and and acts out and you know, mm -hmm. acts out for attention. And like it's if like I we were manifest to... that on our onto ourselves, yes. in our children. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So it, it like, it all starts with our thoughts and our feelings about our performance, you know? And I think as long as we give, give ourselves less of a hard time, it all flows from there. Yes. They will only give us the grace that we allow ourselves. So That's yes. Great. I love that. Yeah, that is a great. Okay. Well, okay. So he, this is what I do with everybody. I kind of ask these uh, rapid fire questions because I feel like in this first season of my podcast, I want everyone to know that who they're comparing with online does it differently and it doesn't have to be one way and normalize the fact that if you're a business or if you're running, running a business or a business owner and you have children and you have a life that you want to live, that is okay. And like, this is how everybody does it. Okay. So here's my five questions. Um, number one, daycare, nanny, or both? And did it change like when they were little versus now? Um, I had a nanny, um, mostly nanny. So I had a nanny when he was like one and two. 
Um, and I went to work. And then when he was old enough for school, he went to preschool. Um, but I still have help from a nanny um, and my parents after school. Okay. Most days. Great. And you like, and you like the nanny, you like that support. Yeah. I I need that support. I'm sure. You know, and it's more like housework that I need help with. Like I, I don't know. That's my second question. (laughs) That's my second question. Who does your house cleaning, your laundry, your cooking and your grocery shopping? Okay. I do my grocery shopping and Um, I would say it's like half Instacart, half I go to the store. I probably oh, we have it so good, don't we? I go to the grocery store like three times a week, but I like going grocery shopping. It's like my little escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and I buy myself Trader Joe's flowers and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I do my grocery shopping. Um, I do the cooking and um, I do have help with house cleaning once a week and laundry. Okay. Once a week. And that includes laundry. Yes. But she also comes and watches trip after school some days where she'll help with dishes and laundry. So I do not fold my clothes. Like if I wash clothes, they sit on a pile in my bed until she comes. I, I do not fold them. And if she's out of town for two weeks, I will have a pile of laundry, clean laundry on my bed and it will not get folded. I will just pick out what I need and <laughs> The cycle repeats. Does she also steam your clothes or do you not steam? <laughs> she cl- she probably puts them away on time. So they're not wrinkly. Yeah, they're not, <laughs> they're not wrinkly. Yeah. It, mm, they're sometimes wrinkly. But you know what? I don't I don't care. <laughs> you, you're fine. You still slay. You figure it out. You move on. Right. Okay, when did you decide to get the house cleaning? Or or did your parents have house cleaning? And do that, or is that was that ever a struggle, or were you like, no, this is not me. I'm 100% getting house cleaning, or what was Um, that process like for you? Well, my parents did have, so she helps my parents as well. So I think I I grew up seeing it. Um, But no, I did it. I did it until he was probably like three, and then I was just like, I can't do this. This doesn't make me happy. Like this is something. This really upsets me. It actually like, turns me into a grouchy person. It does. And when, I'm like resentful because I'm like, why, you know, if my significant other, like, why aren't you doing as much as I'm doing? You know? And I'm like, this is a very easily solved problem. Especially like, when I you divide it into the dollar per hour. If you right. do that little fun little task, you're I like, like why am I doing this? Like, it doesn't bring yeah. me joy. No. No. Okay. So that's one thing that really helps. Yes. Um, okay, great. Question number three, private school, public school, or homeschool? And your thoughts on that? So my son goes to private school and he goes to the same school that I went to from Montessori through eighth grade. So it's a really tight knit community. Um, you know, a lot of the teachers who are there were the teachers who taught me and it was just a really like integral part of my upbringing and, um, I just love it there. And so for me, there was like no question that he would go there. Okay, perfect. And what, um, where are you out of again? What city? Delray Beach, Florida. Okay. So you said you're divorced. Do you, are you, do you, is, are you the only one at home that mostly does everything? Um, my boyfriend helps. 
Okay. What do those roles look like? So yeah, it really let's, let's dive into that. Let's dive in. <laughs> He's going to kill He me. doesn't okay. do the laundry or housekeeping. We know that. It really depends. So he is a professional bodybuilder. So right now okay. he's on prep. So he's working out. What that looks like is like an hour of cardio in the morning, two hours of working out in the middle of the day. That's the workout I try to like tag along on. And then an hour of cardio at night plus his job. Um, and so he's like really busy and he's not eating uh-huh. carbs. So before he was on prep. Chicken. He, what? Yeah, chicken. 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 <laughs> Beef, like I would say before he was on prep, he did a lot. Like he helped. I mean, he's very helpful, like with my son. He's like just an amazing giving guy. So he'll like do do anything at the drop of a hat. Um, mm-hmm. but he had more time for that before his days were like 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. nonstop. So I would say like sort of a a team approach now where like I'm doing a little bit more because I have that time and I'm already cooking for, you know, my son and myself. So I try to help him out with like cooking, um, prepping and stuff, prepping, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, he helps. I would say like when he's not in prep, it's pretty equal. And now it's, it's not, but that's fine because because he's you know, focused. He's got to be focused. He's and, ready we all for his and there are phases where like, I'm, I'm busy, you know, I'm busier. Yes. And he, I'm like, you know, can you, can you pick up trip or can you do X, Y, Z? And he's like, yeah, of course. Like, so um, you could do more dishes. Yeah. Rocky could do more dishes. I've seen people but. have to do those shows in like bodybuilding and it's no joke. So <laughs> let them do their thing. It's- it's not and, a joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a way of life. Yeah. And what what does he do outside of the bodybuilding? Did you say? So he has a he has a meal prep company. So he does like um, it's called Perfect. Go Healthy Meal Plan. Yeah, they're like you know those pre like macros weighed out whatever yeah. delivery. Yeah. Um, and then he does personal the training. Next on my list, on my coaching done for me. And, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So actually I don't do that much cooking because he brings, he gives me free meals. So my cooking is sort of evened out by that. Perfect. <laughs> you lucky girl. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay. Last one. Number five, what is your, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, but what is your best piece of advice for parents or specifically moms trying to run and scale a business without sacrificing their life with their families? Um, probably just like taking advantage of working when you can. So prioritizing, like it just depends on what your priorities are. If you're, if you are someone who's like, I really want to pick up my kid from after school and I want to have those like three hours with him before dinner to run errands or like take him to the park. Um, you know, sometimes on some days that's my priority. So I wake up a little earlier. I get my work done early. Yet I get it done after he goes to sleep. Um, and like I said, having some kind of like evergreen digital product that you can scale and have passive income coming in, like that's really helpful. Yay. Perfect. Um, and I think everybody should kind of start getting on that. I'm working on that as we speak now. Um, 
So I think those are awesome tips. Now, more about what you do and what you offer. Where can people find you to get all the goods on like what you do and how to take advantage of that? And where would you recommend people start? Okay. So I would start on my Instagram. It's just at Berkeley Sweet Apple. Um, And then I have links to everything on my Instagram. Um, I send out a newsletter every week. Like every Monday, I send out a Monday Legal Scaries um, email, which kind of goes into those scenarios of like bad Mm -hmm. things that happen when you're not legally protected. Um, And then my website, um, berkeleysweetapple.com has contract templates for female creative entrepreneurs. Um, And then my law firm website is connected to that. It's launching like tomorrow. So it'll probably be live by the time this goes live. Um, And that's where you can find information about all of like my one-on-one services. So I do like custom contract drafting, website policies, um, trademarks. And I, I just started like a new VIP day, which is basically like a one day intensive um, where we either like meet in person if you're in South Florida or we do it on Zoom. Um, and we basically do like a whole legal audit analysis of your business and then come up with a to-do list. And then we start like tackling the actual legal work. So that's awesome. And do yeah. you only cover Florida or legal wise? I know that things can vary from state to state, but then some stuff is pretty broad. So. Yeah. So with online businesses, a lot of it is um, like things I could do anywhere. So like trademarks are nationwide. Um Things like be calling you. Yeah. Things like employment contracts is more like state-based. Um, but like website terms, like those are nationwide. Like some it just really depends. Like a lot of what I see in online business, I can work with any anyone. Okay. And I think okay, name like the top three things that that online businesses probably have no idea that they need that they should reach out to you for? Because me, okay. as somebody's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're there when I need you. Trademark, okay, yes. If I, you know, I need you. Contracts with clients, yes. But like, what are the, some of the things that you're like, no, everybody should have X, Y, Z? So everybody needs a client contract um, because this is where you get very clear on what is expected between the parties. It's where you say like how disputes are handled. So like, do you have to mediate before you can sue somebody or get sued? Um, What state are you getting sued in? So like, say you have a client in Alaska and they sue you in in state court in Alaska, like you'd have to go there unless you had in your contract, like no disputes are handled where I live. Um, it protects like your intellectual property. So if you have any trademarks or copyrights, like that's where you say, I own this, like just because you're working for me doesn't mean you have access to this or can take this. So client contracts, number one. Number two, website policies. So a lot of people ignore the footer of your website and that's where you have your privacy policy and your website terms of use and any disclaimers you need. And this is really important. Um, You can get fined or sued if you don't have a privacy policy and you can't run ads like Google and Facebook require you to have a privacy policy on your landing page of any ad. 
you're directing it to. Good to know. Um, and then your yeah, and then your terms of use is like your contract with anyone who comes to your website. So say you were selling, say you were like a health expert and you had a website with health information, and someone relied on like your advice and got sick and sued you. Your website terms of use is where it's gonna say like this is informational only. You know, we're not liable for any injury. Don't rely on this. This doesn't replace the advice of a doctor. Um, we disclaim liability for any any injury or actions you may take after reading this. And then it says, like, if you have a problem, you have to mediate. Or if you have a problem, like, you sue me in this state court. Um, so that's, like, where any purchaser or any website visitor, those are the terms that's going to govern their access to your site. So that's really important. And then number three, I would Perfect. say is like trademarking your brand, which is like owning your brand. So so say I had um, like a, a skincare line or some kind of line and I was using um, a name and say somebody else in like the wellness industry in a state far away was using that same name and had trademarked it, I would have to rebrand because they own the, the rights to that name within that industry. Um, and this happens like all the time. People will put in a lot of money into branding and like this great this great name. And then it turns out somebody else has already used that name and they send you a cease and desist letter and you have to stop using it and totally rebrand your company. Um, so I always recommend women like to do at least like a trademark search, see if it's available and then you know, invest in, in getting it trademarked mm -hmm. if they want to own that name. So those are probably my top three. And you can trademark pretty much anything, right? Like phrases or logos. Yep. You can trademark and names, name, logo, tagline. Perfect. Awesome. Well, that's super helpful. I'm so glad you're able to join me today. Oh, we'll wrap this up because I know you've got a busy day. <laughs> but what um I will pick my son up <laughs> you're not gonna forget him today you will get a lot done and you will be able to pick him up today. yeah so <laughs> no today is grandpa's day to get him grandpa gets him on Thursdays oh, awesome. so well just a working good day good <laughs> well um thanks again so much for coming here we We'll definitely put your information in the show notes so that people can connect with you. And I will for sure be in touch for a few things because I definitely could use your help because that is not my forte and nor do I, Aww. I probably like <laughs> Google search something and copy and paste and then get myself into trouble. So I will definitely be in touch with you. But um, aside from that, I appreciate <laughs> it. And then um, we will connect here soon. Well, thank you so much. Hey guys, thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Homefront Podcast, where happiness is our true profit. If you enjoyed today's chat, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. This helps us learn, grow, and reach more listeners just like you. Join me again next week as we drop new stories, experiences, and game-changing tips for your home front. As always, here empowering you in business and in life. Until next time.